Today's episode will be a bit different from our normal setup. In this episode, I sit down with one of my dearest friends, Tracy Sephok. Tracy tells her story on losing her father unexpectedly and her process with dealing with her loss and how her and her family navigated through that time. I want to thank Tracy and her family so much for this opportunity and giving her story. I hope you enjoy. Clint, this is for you. All right, so hello everyone. Uh, this is Didi Says Podcast, and I am with one of my best friends, Tracy Sepak. How are you doing, Tracy? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Okay. It's been a day, um, but thank you so much. So um, today we're going to talk uh, talk about um, Tracy and her father. Um, Tracy's father passed away unexpectedly. Um, it's been about almost six years, six years. Now. Yeah, I was going to say five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2012. Wow. I thought mm-hmm. it was 13. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to go into that again. Thank you so much, Tracy, uh, for doing this. Um, this is amazing. Um, and I'm excited for everyone to hear your story. Oh, so, cool. Well, thanks. So um, first question, uh, what was your headspace uh, when you first heard the news of your father passing? Um, given the fact that it was unexpected, I can imagine it was a little, um, hard to kind of wrap your head around, but, um, what was, what was it like, uh, taking that news in? Yeah. So, um, I was 25 and I did, I had lost people before, like my grandpa had passed away when I was in college and, um, you know, friends, but nobody that was like, I mean, I was close to my grandpa, but it was kind of different because he had dementia. And so it was almost like this like grieving process kind of started before he even passed away. Cause he was kind mm-hmm. of gone. But anyway, so, um, um, I will never like never forget. Um, my phone wasn't even in the room. It was in, um, the kitchen. Cause I was doing this like 12 days of Christmas before for Joe's birthday. So, or birthday oh good gravy for <laughs> for for christmas for jesus's birthday but anyways it was i left i'd left my phone on the counter so i remember the phone ringing and joe and joe said tracy it's your mom and i said what time is it and he was like it's 419 i will never forget that so it was december 18th at 419 and um and i've just thought oh crap somebody's in the hospital they lived with my grandma at the time and so i was like somebody's you know gone to the hospital so they called me and um my mom just i was like hey mom what's going on and um when she told me she just <laughs> just came out of her mouth like uh your dad passed away and i just like i remember the first thing that i i just turned and looked at joe and I said, mom just said dad passed away. And it was just the weirdest, like, that was the word I kept using for, I don't know how long, weird, because it was just like, I couldn't, 
because you're in shock and you don't yeah. know how to deal with your emotions, but you know that you're like heartbroken, but you've never experienced it before. And it's just this like fog of trying to like figure out, you know, what, I don't know what, what you're feeling, what you're going through. And, um, it was kind of this weird thing. So we had moved six weeks before that happened away from them. So we, before that had lived about five minutes, um, from them. And then we moved about five hours from them. So (laughs) a lot of times I was like, God, why did we move six weeks before he passed away? But it's all right. It all works out for a reason. But, um, so it was weird. Like my mind went into this, like, I've got to get to my mother. Um, and I also was like, um, but, but I was also like, you know, just wanting to sit on the ground and just cry. (laughs) So it was kind of this weird, like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. So, um, and I was talking to my mom and she's kind of like, Hey, you should, you should wait on your brother and y'all should ride together. And I was like, there's no, there's no way in hell mom that I'm waiting for my brother. Um, love him, but I just felt this need, like I have to get there to her as fast as I could. Um, and so the grief that hit me just kind of like, it's a weird emotion because to kind of distract yourself from the grief, I think you almost try to stay busy is that's the mode I kind of went to do. was like, I got to get to my mom. I got to take care of her. I got to whatever. And, um, and then there was Joe, my husband who was taking care of me. So it was kind of like this, I don't know. Um, but yeah, my headspace was honestly like, I need to get to my mom. I just needed to get to her. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how were you the next day? Oh, the next day. So, um, it was kind of weird. Actually, I don't even know if you remember this. You, y'all were there the day that it happened. Um, like when we got to Lubbock, um, you showed up and it was like at two o'clock. And so that, I, I remember showing up at the house and there were a ton of people there. And so that was kind of, I don't know, like great love that we had all of that support, but it was also like, just kind of wanted space. everybody was there to yeah. experience like me and my mom seeing each other for the first time and all that stuff. And at the same time, like it's weird, but at the same time it was kind of like, it didn't matter. Like we were like, I mean, we're going to have the reaction we're going to have. It didn't matter if people were there or not, you know what for I mean? Sure. So, um, the next day, so that night I remember waking up and it was almost weird cause I woke up in the middle of the night and you feel kind of it's almost like you've forgotten <laughs> and then you wake up and you're just like, Oh crap. And it's just this heavy, heavy thing. So that night, I don't know that anybody's ever actually heard this story, but Joe, I went and, um, I was like reading all the Facebook posts or the text messages or all the stuff that people would, um, kind of just encouragement, I guess, for our family going through the hard time. And, um, I was sitting in a chair and it was so weird because mom woke up at the same time. And so she came in the living room where I was and she, (laughs) and she saw me and I was actually sitting in the chair where she found my dad. She was the one who found him. Um, and, um, it was just like, she just, just, she just started bawling. She was like, I, we were up at the same time. We were, we just kind of started talking and that's what she saw. She just, that, that was the last thing she had seen was my dad in that chair. And then I was there the next night. And so anyway, so the next day, um, there were a lot of people who were like, okay, well, this is what you've got coming up. Like we had the pastor come by who was going to do the funeral. We were supposed to, you know, go to the funeral home and (laughs) plan all that stuff, which is crazy ridiculous that you're trying to make all of these 
huge, massive decisions, not only like service wise, but monetary wise. And it just seems sure. unfair to make those decisions that, <laughs> with grief in exactly. your head. That, yes. You know, that's so sudden. It's, yes. I mean, that turnaround. Is, yes. Yeah. Is, yeah. And writing, writing the obituary and picking out the casket mm-hmm. and the flowers. And there's just all this stuff that you don't really think about until yeah, you have to do course. it. Um, and so I think it's good when people kind of get to plan ahead, but they hadn't really ever talked about that. But no, my daddy was very laid back. So we we're like, he—he's not gonna care. He doesn't care, <laughs> right? You know, like, he doesn't care. Yeah. He's not here. Funerals and stuff are more for us, anyways. Exactly. But, um, but anyway, so, um, so ne- so the next day, that was kind of, um, that was hard and interesting, and seeing all the different dynamics that, um, all the different people kind of played, um, in my family, like my brother and me, just kind of how. Grief is interesting and weird how yeah, people deal sure. with it. it, um, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like everybody experiences something different. And I know that people are trying to be encouraging, right? When they're like, I know what you're going through. And I appreciate that. I love when people try to encourage you. Um, but at the same time, I try not to say that to anyone who's going through something hard. Cause like, I don't know uh, every faucet exactly, of their life. I don't yeah. know the background. I don't know the history. I don't know. Even if somebody's like lost their dad when they were younger, like, even if we're similar situations, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I, what I they're going no through. I have no clue of what you're right. feeling. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing I try to always kind of, like, I don't know what you're feeling. Right. But if there's anything I can do to help you, like, please, yeah. I'll go run into a wall if that's what you like. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right. Just yes. to make this as smooth yeah. as possible. So, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely. I, I, I do remember for it being so, because I remember just showing up. Um, and I remember it being so packed in the house, mm-hmm. but it felt so quiet at times. Yeah. Like yes. It was a very, yes. just kind of a, I mean, of course, right. right. It's going to be an uneasy feeling, but it was too, like, to a degree where, you know, everyone's together, but it's for the wrong reason. Right. Um, right. and it was, um, kind of just trying to figure out and like navigate through all of that, how to have a conversation, how to talk to people. Right. Um, and you, you kind of, you touched up on my next question that I want to ask. So, um, everyone does take, um, I feel like takes on, um, different roles in time of grief. Um, and one thing that I definitely noticed with you was you were that foundation, um, which was, uh, I mean, uh, I wouldn't see any other way, not that you ever, that's your role you want to be in, um, but you have a you have kind of like this this thing about you just kind of takes hold of the situation when it needs to be, which is amazing to see. Um, but given all of that, where where did you find kind of that strength and how did that because it's not like somebody just taps you and says, hey, Tracy, we need you to we be, need you to take role. Yeah, we need you to take <laughs> you need to take point yeah, on this. Take, yeah. <laughs> so um, wh- where do you find that? Where did you find that? How did you find that? Right. Right. Um, well, I think uh, there's a lot of things that, okay. I mean, Chris, you know, you know me and you know, I love me some Jesus. I love me some Jesus. I do. And so, (laughs) and so as you sent me these questions and I thought about it, I really was like, okay, like there's nothing like, first of all, that it was only him. I thought of like second Corinthians where it says like, your grace is sufficient for me, for my 
your power is perfected in weakness. So like that is a time when I was probably the weakest in my life that I can imagine. I thought back like that is where, and I'm okay. Like I'm okay with being that the question you sent me, sorry, I'm all over the place, but was incredibly humbling because I did not see myself that way at all. Um, I think that's a very gracious thing for you to say because I don't think I saw myself as a mess on the floor. But I also in my head thought this is not something that my mom needs to be like she she doesn't need to try to be although she tried. She does not need to be the person that's strong for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother is a very strong person in a lot of ways. And he's also a very um, compassionate and passionate person. So with all of that passion and compassion, like that brings a lot of emotions as well, which is what, which is how my dad was. So I love that about Rex that he is, um, that he is such a passionate person. So some of that is kind of harder maybe to like, um, he let out in a lot of different ways. And I'll tell a story about that in a second. It was actually pretty funny, but, um, so yeah. So, I mean, like I, I think about that in like, the only way that I was able to make it through anything. And I think my mom and brother would say the same thing. Cause they all love them. Some Jesus too, is that that really genuinely is the only way we could get through. And like, we had our, our body, like people from the church that just poured into us and brought us, like, we had so much food. The Baptists don't know what else to do except for like, here's yeah, food. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> here's a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I love that. I'm like, that's, that's how they know how to help. So like we for were sure. very well fed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, super thankful for that. But, um, so seeing my mom thinking that's not the role she needs to play. My brother being more of like, a he was more of kind of like a physical presence. So with my mom, he'd be like, you know, we actually, this is what, (laughs) this is when there are two, um, things that I think of during that time, like right that week after my dad passed away, that two times that we laughed really hard. Um, and I know it sounds weird to say like that, but I mean, they stand out in my head. So, uh, after we went to the funeral home, that meeting I was talking about where we have to, you have to, you know, the plot, the flowers that all the, all the garbage that you have to plan. Um, when we left, we all got in the car and it was me, my husband, Joe, and then my mom and my brother. And they all kind of, we just were like defeated. We were beat up just like, Oh God, we just were exhausted. Our brains just kind of wanted to shut off. And so Joe's driving and I'm sitting in the front with him and I hear my brother in the back talking to my mom, just saying like, I'm so sorry. I feel like I wasn't that much help. I just wasn't, I, I just didn't, he just, kind of didn't feel like he contributed a lot. Although, so then my mom kind of was telling him, no, like you were, you brought me coffee. You put your arm around me when I was crying. You brought me a tissue when I had snot all over my face. You know, he, so he kind of met, um, physical needs as I was meeting kind of like, okay, here's two things of flowers, even though there's 1500 pages, just pick one of these, you know, kind of trying to narrow stuff down because everybody, Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's just narrow down some options, just pick two and then we'll go, we'll go that way. So anyways. Um, and so that was sort of, it was interesting to see the different roles and like God gives us different gifts for reasons. So that's sort of how we, um, kind of different roles we fell into. And so my mom's explained like Rex, like, you know, like we are all, um, created differently to sort of be, it, to have a balance like you, you know, in the word it says like your, your arm cannot, you know, for a whole body, your arm, it needs to, you have to have your arm and your legs. They all play different parts, right? So like you were the arm and, and all this different, kind of how he was bringing physical comfort to her. And, um, 
and we just, we've been driving and it's like a couple minutes. The car was silent and my husband goes, yeah. And Tracy's the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Like we all just were like, so thankful for that. Just release of like, we just all laughed because Joe's so snarky. Yeah. Yeah, And he he thought it was hilarious. Uh, um, (laughs) and it's true. I mean, I was the one that was like, okay, just, and so, um, so yeah, finding finding the strength that like that's just kind of what I just felt like that was what I was supposed to do, you know, and yeah. one way to love on my family and one way that um my dad really just I don't know, it was even though we were grown, mm-hmm. my dad was always the leader of our home. He just always kind of filled this space. Like you were talking about walking into our house and it was quiet. Yeah. Like that's weird, right? Because our mm-hmm. house wasn't ever quiet. My yeah, dad never. would be, yeah, my dad never. would be the first to like yeah. greet you. Exactly. And he was always so excited to see you. And so there was just this way that I wanted to honor him during that time. Um, I had people come up to me that said, hey, like <laughs> this person I didn't know was like, your dad changed my life when we were standing in the driveway. And I'm like, I don't even know who you are, but I love that about him. My For dad sure. was there too. Um, God, he just encouraged people like my mom. Well, she's like, I just love that Christopher because he says whenever he talked, whenever he says, whenever Clint would talk to you, felt like somebody gave a damn. And yeah. she loves that. Like, she just yeah. loves that you because she's like, that just explains him so well. Yeah. He, um, he's like I was saying, um, there's only been like a like a handful and that's like maybe two or three. Yeah. Um, but of people that just really made you like feel like you were just worth it. Damn. And yeah. like. They, and I'm not saying not everybody, you know, of course people care about what you yes, do or who yeah. you are, but Clint made you really feel, even if you knew like, Hey, nothing's going on for me right now. Like, right. <laughs> but Clint just made you feel positive yeah. about that and positive. Like, Hey, keep pushing, keep doing that. Like, and just happy to just know that, that you're around and, and you're there. And that's, um, one of the biggest things that, um, I miss dearly about him mm, mm-hmm. um, is like just looking at him and seeing him and just that those big eyes of his mm-hmm. and his smile when he would look at you. It never was a smile that was ever forced. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I remember one time when your parents, I think this is, this was years like when we were in college uh-huh. and uh we showed up to your house this is like when we were all in college and you were living there uh-huh. and uh your mom and your dad had apparently got into some fight and your mom's like we got into a fight <laughs> Clint like looked at us but that face of frustration and then release yeah and he yeah. had that to even being so upset or being so frustrated, like he never had any ill feelings or, or at least that's right. that you could say like, Oh yeah, Clint's no. mad right now. Um, he was so great. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he had, he, you know, I just, I respect him so much. He had, when I got older, um, he really opened up to me a lot about his past and there was just a lot of garbage. Like there was just a lot of people who heard him in his life and, mm-hmm. um, and nobody goes through life unscathed. I'm not saying I don't want to, you know, try to glorify him in any way, but a sense that like he, um, he had a lot of people hurt him and he was not bitter at all, which always yeah. just amazed me. Cause I felt like he would tell me, 
thing, things about like abuse and stuff in his life. And I would almost find myself getting like upset and bitter and angry as kind of like a protective reaction towards him because we were very close. Um, and (laughs) for him to just be like, I mean, everybody needs grace. I would be like, are you (laughs) kidding me right now? I would want to, you know, anyways, but so it's just, I love to see that. And like you talking about them fighting, like that didn't happen a lot. But when it did, that they that that was their reaction. Yeah. Like we got in a fight, yeah. and then they like, <laughs> you're like, this is awkward. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, there's and that's one thing you know, um, you've you've shed light on me, like with Clint's, um, you know, with with his struggles and his demons and his battles, mm-hmm. um, and I think that kind of holds testament with people that you know, have kind of those trials is Mm -hmm. they never want people to go through what they did. Yes. And that was one thing that was very adamant with Clint that me being someone that's had struggles Mm -hmm. and has hit walls, um, just as far as life. Um, I get that. I, I, we would share that where it's, I just Mm want to make you happy. Mm -hmm. I don't, I know what it's like being upset. I know what it's like being frustrated. Um, and Clint, it when you think about it like that it makes you so sad because it's this man never failed at making people happy and comfortable right. and it makes me think i'm sorry you had to go with with whatever you went through in your yeah. life for you to be who you are now yeah um but yeah your father was tremendous mm. um, he was really great well and he um, loved you like a son too i mean <laughs> he he did he did sure. he did yeah, yeah he was amazing yeah um so <laughs> uh this podcast featuring Charlie, I think. <laughs> and maybe, that one's Thomas. That's Thomas. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be able to Sorry. No, it'll be fine. We'll, gives it that raw authentic. That's feeling. right. That's right. <laughs> but um so um what's your most vivid memory of that time? I know that's a lot to ask for, but No, that's not. I mean I <sighs> You know, honestly, like it's to talk about, to talk about this and this time, and especially with somebody that I know and love so much and that know and loves my family. I was, it's therapeutic, I think really, honestly. So don't hesitate to ask anything, but, um, the, of course it's not all about me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning that the older I get, it is not about me. Um, so the, I remember, um, I remember when we actually got there. There's a lot of vivid memories. It's kind of strange how um, when our emotions are heightened, how well we remember. I I feel like it goes either one way or the other. Like when our emotions are heightened, we just, I remember stuff so vividly. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my mom's the opposite sometimes. When she tries to think of that time, I'll be like, do you remember when so-and-so said this or when this happened? Just even that week afterwards, and she doesn't, she doesn't remember it. And so not that I'm saying that's bad or wrong or anything. I think it's just, it's funny how our brains work anyways. But, um, so I remember, um, really still that morning, I think that I got the phone call and then trying to get to mom, like at the driving five hours with that dumb dog that we had and, <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, I asked mom if I could make phone calls Mm -hmm. for her. Like, what can I do? I'm in this car for five hours. Just not. And, um, I remember calling 
people and everyone's, I remember everyone's reactions and how different they were. And somebody was actually joking. They picked up the phone because I was calling them at like seven in the morning. I never called people that early. And she was like, she literally picked up the phone and said, who died? And I was like, oh gosh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call you back. (laughs) Um, And so, I mean, it was just so, God, all the different all the different uh, reactions, but, um, and then actually getting there, running to my mom. And then after I'd been there for maybe an hour or so and kind of like, you know, giving all the love and getting all the love and all the hugs and all the everything. I just remember I went into my dad's closet and I don't know if this is because people do this on television or (laughs) if because (laughs) people say that like memory is so associated with smell, right? Uh Like all those things. So I was like, I just want to go sit in his closet. So I went in his closet and I closed the door and one, it was quiet. So that was kind of nice to, I don't mind craziness. I feel Mm -hmm. like I live in chaos sometimes with just two babies and I don't, I don't mind. I'm an extrovert, right? I just, I don't mind that. I like chaos sometimes. Um, and so, but just going into that quiet place and then being surrounded by like his clothes and his shoes and his just all, all of, all of his things, Um, was amazing. And then that night or the night after, I can't remember, I had a dream and, um, not to get super weird, (laughs) I had a dream and it lasted maybe, maybe 10 seconds. It was not long, but it was like he, my dad was standing there and he had this Hawaiian shirt on. I don't know if it's cause he liked crazy Hawaiian shirts or what, but he, he did. Well, yeah, (laughs) that goodwill fashion. (laughs) He was so proud of, he got a 50 cent shirt, but he had this, he would wear anyway. So he had these like, so he had this Hawaiian shirt on, which I'm like, okay, maybe that just signifies like he was in paradise. Didn't have his glasses on. He looked a lot younger. Like that picture. Did I show you that picture when he, had his like Abe Lincoln beard. Anyways, when he was a lot younger, I'll have to show it to you. Uh-huh. When he and mom had the matching polos. But um <laughs> no. it's pretty great. No, I oh, I will you, it's a treat. I'll show you. <laughs> but um but that it, he just he looked younger. Anyways, and I'll never forget that and he was just standing there waving at me and there was this light behind him and I was like, "Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that was. I don't know if God was just trying to give me peace. I don't know." But I remember I just I'll never remember i'll never forget that i'll never forget that um there's a lot a lot of of memories from that week that i look back on and you know life is life is so short it's just so short like even in james it says like this our lives of mist or a vapor and i'm like that is so short but that's but it's okay though you Mm -hmm. know that life just keeps going on and what's the what's the legacy that we're leaving here for our kids or our grandchildren or what, you know, like it just, and I had people, like I was saying, that guy that came up to me, I had so many people that came to me and told me how much of an influence my dad had on them. And it was like this amazing, um, wake up call that was like, what are you, what are you doing with your life? You know, what are you, which is, I think the biggest takeaway from this, like what, you know, how, for me, it was like, how is, what, how are you being used? Like, how is God, like, are you, you are here, um, to serve, to love on people to like, that's what I'm called here to do. And I'm, you know, like what, what am I doing? So that for me was probably the biggest thing that I'll remember taking away from all of this, that it's, you know, that not that it's about my dad, but, um, what am I going to do with this? Cause life does go on. Yeah, for sure. And, um, 
And yeah, and and also just kind of being like, I think for the first year after he was gone, I was all like pissy and like, I only got my dad for 25 years. And, and, and I had this phrase that I loved that this pastor said, like, it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay there. And I remember thinking like, Okay, so that gives you a gr- that gives you grace. Like I'm a human; it's okay yeah. for me to be pissed and upset. Yeah, you're gonna feel these things, right? Like, that's, that's right. Why we're human, right? Yeah. But at but at the same time, about like I remember January of like 2014 or maybe the end of 2013. So it had been almost exactly a year. I was like, okay, I gotta. It's time. It's yeah. time. Not that I was like, not that I had to forget him. Not that I couldn't ever cry again, or not that. I, but I I had been in this like pouty state, and I was just like. Okay, it's like let's go on. Like yeah, it's like the world still yes, moving. Yes, yes. Like you just kind of have to keep that, right? Know that, yeah. And that's kind of the that's the weird thing with um with grief is, um, there is acceptance, but you know you still kind of carry like this, um, and then not burden, but just kind of just anger with you, mm-hmm. um, that sometimes can like kind of lash out, and it's hard to kind of understand like, hey, like this happens mm-hmm. um, and we kind of have to like move towards this or we're not healing from it. Right. And that's kind of more so the thing of like, you have to allow like that healing process to occur. Yeah. And um, that, yeah, cause it's yeah. okay to be sad, but I think we yeah. kind of misconstrued like sadness for just not healing and not allowing ourselves to kind of like understand that those kind of go hand in hand. Right. Um, but if you're not allowing like the healing part, like right. you're just sad. Right. And it's right. just resentment building up. Exactly. That yeah. sad, that grief and sadness turns exactly. into bitterness and anger and then it controls your life. Yeah, and like you can't, sure. you can't let it do that. Even uh, that's so much easier said than done. Um, but I know like I recently had this, <laughs> it, I was listening to a, a sermon and it was like the more that you make life about you, the more miserable you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, wow, if I'm like frustrated or if I'm upset or if I'm whatever, like that's because I'm making it about me. Yep. Like no matter what it is, I'm making it about me. Mm-hmm. Because if I if life's not about me, then I'm not going to get upset if somebody does something wrong to me. Now, I still will. And I'll be like, dang it. It's okay. It's fine. You know, and then you move on. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So it's been, it's taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Losing my dad taught me a lot. Um, it's interesting. Got to, I mean... Yeah, it just change. It changes your life, but um, it can change it for the better. As weird and morbid as that sounds, like it can bring you a lot of personal growth. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, it sucks, and I hate. It. I want him back every day. You know, yeah. I do. So it's not. It's not that I'm like, oh, I've grown so much. No big deal. But like, uh, God, I miss him all the time. But to like that's how it is so yeah let's keep yeah yeah and i mean that i mean you've you've kind of hit every question like out of the park but yeah you there there was a definite change from who you are then to now yeah um but it's it's been an amazing an amazing change and growth um and it sucks that you kind of have to like that's what it not necessarily took for you to grow or whatever but no to yeah. see that that growth and that change occur from that i mean is is amazing and spectacular like i mm-hmm. mean you i mean you've handled it with just so much grace and allowed it to just kind of make you who you are now who is just mm. an even more amazing person than you were earlier mm. wow. um 
but yeah. I don't know uh, about that. You should ask my, you should, you should interview my husband after uh, this. That's why he made it. He saw sure. the good, bad, and the ugly, I promise. Yeah, oh gosh. For sure. But, well, I, you, you have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody has seen it. <laughs> None of us are perfect here. Uh, that is for sure. Um, but so what would you say to your father? Like, what would you say right now? Oh gosh. I almost made it through without crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I promise Don't I'm be not sorry. Yeah. Don't be sorry. No, it's fine. Um, oh, God. Oh, I would let him know how much of um, an influence that he had. I think, and this is going to sound super judgy, but anytime that I look at people, if they're not, if they're frustrated with their parents and if it seems like a trivial thing, and even sometimes over the bigger things, like I get it. Like, I mean, we're human and we make mistakes and so do they. And so it can, life, life just gets messy. But I always want to see just that um, reconciliation because you don't know when it's going to happen. So I would always, because um, I didn't mention this earlier, but my dad died of a heart attack. And so it was just, he was fine one day and was just gone the next. But it was, um, I would tell him how, much, how huge of an influence that he was in my life. Um, that he, how he poured into me that I could not be more thankful or grateful for the amazing dad that he was. Cause I think we can get harsh with our parents, even the good ones yeah, for sure. <laughs> that we can, um, judge them for either decisions they've made or, but golly, and especially being a parent now, I mean, oh God, I pray that my kids give me the grace <laughs> that I need every day <laughs> because, oh God, it's a humbling experience. But you, I just have, um, yeah, that, it, that got one that I, I love him more than I could ever, 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 I mean, thought that I could. It's weird when somebody's gone, how you just like, I don't know how you miss so many things about them that you didn't yeah. really maybe even you notice when they yeah, were here, yeah. which sucks. Right. Yeah, Cause you're like, I want to appreciate does. that. Um, when they're here. So appreciating him more. Yeah. When he was, I mean, I did, I appreciated him and we had a great relationship. Super thankful for him. Always, always, yeah. always. Well, but, there's a lot of things that you kind of take in that now you understand yeah. those things that you did appreciate. Yeah. Now you understand where that appreciation mm-hmm. actually came from. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And to also to let him know who he was in our family. Like he was such a peacemaker. Like he just, that's what he wanted. He never wanted anybody to be upset. It's funny when somebody's gone, how much like I realize more and more. Now I got a lot of my sassy mother in me. <laughs> Shout out mom. I love you. But like, <laughs> but I also, I have a lot of my dad in me too. And it's like almost, I didn't really realize that until after he was, after he was gone. Um, which I don't know if some of those characteristics were more developed after he was gone, but no. I'm rambling now. Anyways, I'm sorry. No, you're perfect. You're perfect. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think we got enough. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> no, you I'm did. Just kidding. No, Tracy, sincerely, thank you so much. You're like, um, yeah. You're, no, thank you, you for. You are a spitting image of both your parents <laughs> and all of their best qualities. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> That's very generous of you. Thank you. <laughs> but no, I appreciate it. But yeah. thank you for caring enough. To, yeah. No, to thank ask. you so much for doing You're this. Sweet. I'm excited yes. to uh, share your story with yeah. everyone. Thanks, Chris. All right. Yeah.
I just want to thank Tracy again for allowing me to do this episode, as well as the Cowan and Sepak family. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, as always, thanks for tuning in to DD Says Podcast, and we will see you next week. Peace. Thank you.